We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The first thing we want to do to restore things for 2018, accept responsibility for issues. Who created? The first day of the year is the day you get in the mirror and write down a list. I can't be mad about this because I did this. I can't blame this person because I've done things just as bad. I can't be mad at my father anymore because I hurt my family just as bad. Oh, that'll preach right there. I got to forgive people because I need forgiveness. Oh, man, that's that's the check. If you can do that, you'll go to heaven. That's how you get to heaven, knowing who you are and accepting responsibility for the issues you created. That's really hardly, there's nothing you can really blame anybody for. You have to accept responsibility for what you did. And be, be able to do that. Fathers, be able to do that with your children. Don't try to look perfect to them. Sit your child down and be like, you know what, that was my bad. I made a bad decision. I shouldn't have done that. I was, you know, but I just got caught, whatever, whatever. And then they will see you as human. They'll let you off the hook. But if you try to appear perfect to your children, they'll never let you off the hook. Then they'll be traumatized if you mess up. They never had a problem sitting my kid that Vicky, t- I tell them, hey, yep, daddy just, yeah, he just blew it that time. That's my fault. Even when folks wild out on me. It's my fault because I let them in my life. I gave them rope. The rope wasn't for me, but they decided to use it. Amen. So you got to take, look at somebody say, take responsibility. The scripture tells us, Galatians 6, 3 through 5, for if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he does what? He deceives himself. But let every man do what? Prove his own work. His own work. Then shall he have rejoicing in who? Himself alone. That means when nobody else is around, he can still rejoice. Because he's proven himself. When you prove yourself, you don't need the applause of the crowd. When you prove yourself, you don't need social media likes. So he can, hey, he can rejoice when nobody else is around. He can feel, you, you can feel good when no one else is around. Do you know how much freedom is in that? You know, they don't need record deals. Folks don't need record deals if they feel good about themselves when nobody else is around. That's how I felt. I'd ride around listening to my music. I might call Aaron and say, come ride with me so you can hear this latest cut. But I ain't signing no record deal. We're going to ride around and listen to it. Because I felt good about it myself. We do music here at ABC. We ain't concerned about nobody else hearing it. Jay Brown's the best rapper in the world. And he don't care. That boy's at cons. Buy a TV. If you want to show your love for his ministry, come get a, get a dishwasher. What you talking about, man? We got jobs up at ABC. Nobody, nobody trying to sell no records. 
You can't sell records without the devil. Not not it make a living. That's just a little extra bonus. Man. Man, I'm preaching in here. Yeah, so if he rejoices, he'll be able to rejoice in himself alone and not in another. This is the key right here. For every man shall. Okay, this is the part that people just don't understand. Every man's going to bear the burdens he creates. No, it's just so heavy on me. You did that. You created your own what? Burdens. And you got to bear them. Yeah, that's why you need to think carefully before you do stuff. Is this going to be a little heavy laden? <laughs> got to use the Bible word. I think this might be a little too heavy laden. I won't have no rest. So I don't need to do that. Because you have to bear your own burdens. Amen? Second thing we got to do to restore this year. We got to understand self-surrender in order to implement Christ. Man, you got to surrender yourself. Quit being you. God comes and tells you. The first thing he tells you, are you do you want to follow me? Yeah, I want to follow you, Lord. Then quit being you. Because the you you are can't follow me. That's the first thing he does. It strips you of who you thought you were going to be. You're a child playing with the toys. Oh, I'm going to be great just like this big bird. No, God's going to come and say, nope, you're nothing. Yeah, he's going to strip you of that. So you have to learn self-surrender. So, you know, there wouldn't be no homosexuals if folks would surrender. A homosexual is trying to be that. But if he stops trying to be that, he would just be what he's supposed to be. But you have to self-surrender. You have to give, you got to stop doing stuff that you want to do. Stop being who you think you should be. Stop being who they said you should be. We were talking about that the other day. Every song, all the Negro, y'all excuse me, the Negro songs. I, me, they said I shouldn't. They said I couldn't. Oh, but look at me. Look at you now. You're a mess. Nobody can sing, look at me now. If Jesus didn't sing it, none of us can sing it. And Jesus didn't say, look at me. He said, you looking at me. He said, but what you see me doing, I'm not even doing all the songs. I'd rather listen to R&B than gospel. I'd rather listen to Kiss Live in Bucharest than this gospel. I mean, if I'm going to listen to the devil, he might as well be just, I, 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 yes, I need him playing a guitar like that dude on Mad Max. I need him out front. <laughs> Tear the instruments up when you're done. Can't nobody else play this song. Not with these instruments you won't. <laughs> I never understood what that represented. Does anybody know? Why do they tear their instruments up? You'll never see no black man doing that. <laughs> Ain't no black man ever tore their instruments up after they perform. It's like, bro, that's got to go back tomorrow. Don't you mess with that drum. You better put that drum down and throw something else. Go grab them chairs. <laughs> 
But you got to understand self-surrender in order to implement Christ's way. Galatians 5 and 24. This is powerful right here. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. That means you've gotten your flesh under control. Right? So you've crucified the flesh. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of fame provoking one another, wanting what somebody else has. Some folks live in their lives wanting what someone else has. They don't know how to self-surrender. We need a white, you need a white flag, you need to make one. Sewing, when is the sewing class? When is, where's Mimi? When is the sewing class? Y'all make some white flags. Make two, one for the wife and the husband. And you better learn how to just, you know what? I'm serious. You know, that's what Israel did. Everything, Israel did everything literally. They always had it sim symbolically literal so God could teach them how things work. Some of, well, sometimes we need to revert back to that. You need a white flag when you all out of control and in your way. Because you ain't in nobody else's way but your own. You blocking your own breakthrough. Your own prayers being answered. You need to wave the flag. I'm out. God, your will be done. Amen? Even Christ himself did that in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's like, Lord, is there any other way, anything else that can happen? And then he got the flag. Not my will, but thy will be done. If Christ can do it, look at somebody and say, you can do it too. Number three. To restore things, you got to stop judging others because of your own low self-worth. Your own low self-worth makes you put other people down. You put them down because of where you feel you are. You feel you're down. So you're trying to level the playing field. You're trying to make everything lateral so you can feel better about yourself. You got to stop judging others and start commending and complimenting others esteeming them higher than you amen oh you see all of these all these 10 points i'm giving you each one is a lesson so it's going to be a 10 part series each one is a lesson so i'm not getting too deep in them but this one in particular y'all we gonna when, when we do this lesson we're gonna spend a week finding something good about everything we see bad in people every person that you see bad in you're gonna find something good in them and you're gonna speak that yeah, we're going to practice it and get it right and learn how to do it. I got some folks, man, that's going to be a struggle. It's going to I'm going to be struggling. But I'm going to do it because I want to practice being like Christ. Finding good in people. Amen. So we got to stop judging people because of our own low self-worth. Romans 2 and 1 says, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. How do you do that? For thou that judgest, does what? You're no better. You're no better. Well, I don't struggle with no alcohol and he's our, our old stinking drunk. But you eat fat back like it's raisins. You put fat back on toast. 
can't talk about. I, he smoked that weed. He be getting high. I don't smoke weed, but, you know, I will have a cigar every now and then. You're doing the same thing. You know better. But seriously, seriously, you can't point fingers at anyone but yourself. Amen? We have to look at somebody and say, get yourself under control. Just get yourself under control. Leave other folks out of it. You have enough to deal with with just you. Amen. Anybody that just a hot net? No, I'm just playing. Don't raise your hand. Yeah, I'm just a hot net. No, but we have enough to deal with. We don't need to do that. That's hindering us, being restored fully into God because we're, we're going before the Lord wanting forgiveness and we're not forgiving our brothers. We're not giving people a chance. We're not, we're not speaking good things on people, but we want God to say something good on us. Amen. Number four. Mm-mm. Closing doorways this year to demonic activity. Just dealt with a brother, me and Julian, just, de- just dealing with a brother. He's just, man, I'm just crazy, man. I'm just, I'm just, it's like, well, you got to be doing something. Folks ain't just possessed and crazy and they're not doing something. You're doing something. What you doing? I don't do nothing but play video games all day. You playing them reality games where you just getting sucked into the game. Scantily clad women and all of that. I just got an article that's they're getting ready this year to declare a, a mental illness in the D. What is it? The DSM mental illness in the DSM. They're going to put it in for the first time. People that play video games all day. It's a form of mental illness. Because what it does is strips you of your social skills and it makes you socially awkward. Everybody else talking and you just stood in there. And you know, you're standing there thinking about, I can't wait till I get home. Because once you plug yourself in the game like Lawnmower Man, you feel like a whole new person. <laughs> you have a USB port on your body. And come in church and wonder why you crazy. Praise the worship going for. Touch your neighbor. <laughs> he ain't connected. He didn't plug it in. His battery's low. Yeah. It's a, it's a form of mental illness. And that's a doorway of demonic activity. You will get demons as quick as. I mean they will come just from playing games all day. All day. Now, there's nothing wrong with video games and having fun and that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that. But man, you, you will lose sensitivity to the demonic realm. Demonic stuff, start, it starts being fun to you. This year, you got to do it. You got to close these doorways or the devil's going to get you. He's playing for keeps in 2018. First John 3 and 8. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might do what? Okay, he's manifest to destroy the works of the devil. But if you keep 
bringing the works of the devil in your life, then you don't have Christ. If Christ comes to destroy the works of the devil, but you keep doing the works of the devil, you're of the devil. Christ can't do his job in your life if you won't let the devil go. And you, won't, you keep the door open. Getting our identity this year from our creator instead of our culture. Our identity comes from our creator. Husband, head of the home, wife, help me, child, fruit of the man and the woman. That's our, y'all, y'all, that's our identity. So you can't keep watching, what's the one, The View, and think they're going to promote the creation roles that God has selected for us. No, they're going to speak the opposite. It's going to conflict with you morally. And you'll begin to try to get your identity from TV shows and magazines Social media, trying to be what you see and not who God said you should be. Can I preach in here? Second Timothy 1 and 9. Who have saved us and called us unto a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according, according to what? His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning. So he saved us because of who he says we are. Not who society says. Don't you know you're in the world but not of the world? You're supposed to be in here and a light for the world. But you can't be a light for the world if you're the same color of the world. So Christ wants us to have his identity, the identity that God created us in, instead of what society is promoting. Amen? Oh, this is the good one. Number six, getting anger and resentment out of our hearts so we can love. Amen. That's why some of you aren't in love because you got anger and resentment in your heart. Some folks married and aren't in love. Anger and resentment. Somebody did you wrong and you won't let it go. Yeah. I had this lady email me. She said, Pastor, I just need prayer. I'm in a bad way. I'm in a bad, I'm just, I'm ready to do this. And I said, what happened? She said, well, I found out that my husband had been texting another woman on Facebook or something, some, some whatever, whatever. And I'm just hurt. I'm just, oh, that he would destroy our family like this. And he would destroy our family. I said, okay. I said, well, first, forgive him. Forgive him? I mean, look what he did. So then I started asking, okay, Let's see what you've done. By the time we finished, she said, you know what? I didn't even think of it like that. I mean, I, I, I done told the whole, I'm the one that told the whole family up. She tore the family up behind that and then blaming him. Now, what he did, I'm not saying was right. But I'm saying her reaction is why they aren't together. Oh, somebody looking at me funny now. Wait a minute now. That's where I draws the line. First, let's, let's talk some forgiveness. Let's see if forgiveness is on the menu. Because we're going to start with forgiveness. Okay? We're going to find out what's wrong with him. I can deal with that. But let's first forgive. And that's how you know it's the devil because they can't ever do that. 
because they feel like it's something. It's just, and then the, 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 the thing is, it's not what he did. It's what you said you would do if he ever did that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's what it is. That was your promise when you was playing with Barbie and Ken. Ken, if you ever. He was just six. And you kept that. I ain't excusing sin, but I'm saying forgiveness has to always be there first. Amen. Because all you're going to do is rip your house up, tie your house up. He's going to leave. You're going to be raising kids by yourself. Then you're going to look over in the horizon one day and he's going to be driving up with a woman, another family. Boom, 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 because you couldn't forgive. Am I preaching in here? I think I am because there's a whole bunch of you bitter right now because your mama couldn't forgive your daddy or your daddy couldn't forgive your mama looking for an excuse to leave because you wasn't happy anyway. I'm preaching in here. Is it forgiveness? Is there a limit on it? Or is there an addendum and a pro quo? Or is it forgiveness? Is the love unconditional? Or is there a condition? Men and women. Oh, they weren't expecting this on a snowy day. You got to get that anger and resentment out of your heart. Because you better leave yourself some room for being crazy. Because you're going to need it. And we can't uh, uh, categorize stuff. Now this is worse than this. Got the little sign. This is like, a, like it's a math medical table this is greater than this this is greater than this but this is less than this so if you do this that's greater than and no that's not how it works you better be ready to forgive because you picked them that's who you picked you throw them away you're gonna pick the same thing because that's your picking type that's that's <laughs> that's what you like your preference. There you go, baby. Thank you for the word. That's your preference. You're going to pick it again. So you might as, like also say, might as well. Try to work that one out. You ain't going to do nothing but turn around and pick the same thing. Because it's still you. Get it out of your, look at somebody and say, get it out of your heart. You know how you know anger and resentment is in your heart? Because when certain things happen, your chest almost explodes from your heart beating so fast and hard. That's anger and resentment. Yeah. Anger and resentment. Oh, something is wrong. I don't even know. <laughs> what is going on? Anger and resentment. Husband did left the toilet seat up. <laughs> you ain't mad at him over there. That wasn't even that bad. Tripped over his shoe. Oh, man, you and these... <laughs> something else in there it's anger and resentment somebody did you wrong something hurt you real bad and you didn't deal with it god will show you exactly what that is go back to the sins of the father series that i did and god will open your eyes up and show you what those feelings are when you have those chest tightening anxiety depression all of those physical things that they try to medicate but there's really no medication for it God will show you what that is. That's something you carry. 
That's something that happened to you that you haven't dealt with in the right manner. And you haven't applied the fruit of the spirit to it. Fruit of the spirit will fix it all. That's the Holy Ghost. If we're going to know them by their fruit, then we know the Holy Ghost by its fruit. And its fruit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. First John 4 and 20. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is what? He's a liar. He that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God who he hath not seen? So we got to get rid of it. Get it out of us. Amen. They shouldn't hook you up to a device and it goes haywire because of your blood pressure. Amen. Your heart racing. No. Let it go. Number seven. Get failure out of your mind so you can sleep. Failure. Ask God this. I was like, Lord, what, what is it that keeps people restless? And he says failure. They feel failure. When a person feels failure, they can't sleep. They can't rest. Because they'll keep playing everything over and over in their minds, trying to make it better to themselves. See, when you fail and you know it or you feel failure, you try to play into your mind scenarios that would have happened so that failure would not have occurred. Instead of eating the failure and saying, you know what? I failed. And then letting it go. You can't fix it by thinking about it. You don't get it. You can't go back. Your mind thinks it can, but you can't. All that does is keep you up at night. That's what the, what science, you know, the scientists call racing thoughts. That's all that is. You trying to fix something in your mind that can't be fixed in that realm. It was physical. So you, you can't do nothing at night. You better wait. I remember when I first met my doctor in uh, Florida, Dr. Reed, and I, he saw me, and I was like, man, I hadn't slept in two weeks. I mean, I was just a mess. I was just a talking. And he was like, well, first let me tell you about sleeping. He's like, what you going to fix at night? So what you going to fix in the bed? Thinking. You got to wake up the next morning and deal with that because everything, everybody's asleep. Even the people that did it are asleep. <laughs> everybody involved is asleep but you. You can't fix that at night. And then it made so much sense to me. It was so logical and profound. He didn't use scripture or nothing. That just made sense. In the middle of the night, I can't do anything about this. So I might as well just go to sleep. Proverbs 31 and 24 says, my son, let not them depart, meaning the truth. Let, don't let it depart from your eyes. So while you up on, during the day, keep it. Keep sound wisdom and discretion so that thy life unto thy soul and grace, um, so that they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Thou shalt walk in thy way safely and thy foot shall not stumble. And when thou liest down, Thou shalt not, what? Be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be, what? Number eight, no longer being defined and validated. Oh, this is going to be good when we get to this. Oh, because God has been, I, I, I told my mom, I think, who did I tell you? I told somebody, I have a whole, oh, I tell them somebody, I have a whole, I have a whole video to do after 12. 12 is two days and then I have a whole nother video worth of information that I'm not even using on those two days. It's like God just, I mean, and it's all about this social media. 
But yeah, but this is going to be real good because this being defined by social media, y'all, social media is the worst thing to happen to humans in a long time. Most of you cannot handle it. Most of you cannot. Most of you try to use it as a weapon to attack people. You using social media to attack folks. Let me put this up and make them jealous. Let me put this up and make them mad. Let me put this up. Watch me slay. <laughs> I said that to Vicky the other day. She was like, well, you did use it right, but don't say that no more. <laughs> yeah, but you putting stuff on there to make folks look, watch the haters when I put this up. And then you watching the likes all day just to see who's going to comment. Yeah, that's a demon. First Corinthians 6 and 11. And such were some of you, but ye were washed, but ye were sanctified. But ye were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me. This is Paul saying, I mean, I can get on Twitter. I can get on Instagram. I can get on Facebook. All of it's lawful unto me. But all things are not expedient. All things are lawful to me. But I will not be brought under what? You can't be on Instagram because you can't, because it's going to bring you under its power. You're not ready. You're not secure enough. You're hurting too much to be on social media. It's going to master you. You can't handle watching everyone. Keeping up with your old friends. Old boyfriends and girlfriends. You're being mastered. Number nine, when the voice of God speaks, what you got to do? I wish I could line up folks in here that I've known through my life who the Lord spoke and said something and they didn't do it. And now all of their lives are ruined. Because when God speaks, you must act. He's not going to wait on you. He's not going to wait on you. He will skip right over you. And you'll watch what he wanted you to do be done by someone else. Then you'll be mad, angry, hateful. When all you have to do is what he says do. When he speaks, you better look at somebody and say, you better act. You better act. Man, I've gone to people all over this world, pastors, different ones, big time for whatever. Gone to them say, hey, brother, man, the Lord... The Lord, this is what the Lord said. This is what he said. Most of the time, they told me what the Lord said. The Lord said for me to do this. It's like, what well, do we need to do it, man? Let's pray about it. Let's, let's get it. Well, I don't know, man. I just, I lives are ruined. Ruined. Families broke up. Some of them are dead. Dropped dead. Because depending on what it was he wanted you to do, it could kill you if you don't. So when God speaks, when the voice of God speaks, what you got to do? You got to act. Hebrews 2, 1 through 3. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them what? Ooh, don't let it slip. Give heed to what you've heard. Don't let it slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received the just recompense of it. So if he punished the angels, his own sons, we're going to talk about that Saturday. If he punished his own sons for not doing what he said, how shall we escape 
if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them. Well, you better do what God says. Let me tell you the flip side of that. Some of you, God spoke to you and told you, move to Texas. You move to Texas, listen to God. Is your life better? Yeah, because you listened. Some folks, God told them to do it and they didn't do it. And their lives are messed up. Some folks, God told them not to move here. Uh-oh. And they moved here anyway. Didn't work. You moved here for the church and you at another church now. Or at home. No church. Look at somebody and say, you better do what God says. You better do what God says. Why are you playing games with God? Finally, God's way is better. And leads to fulfillment and what? I don't understand why you won't go the way of God if God is the only one that can really make you happy. God is the only one that knows you. He's the only one that knows you like that. He knows exactly what you need. God has to do it. And you have to let God do it so you can have fulfillment. And happiness is something that, you know, that's perpetual. And that's, I mean, that, not, not perpetual, that's conditional. It happens sometimes. Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're not. That don't mean you stop. You just work at happiness. Amen? In a marriage, you work at happiness. Sometimes you ain't happy in a marriage, but you know you will be one day. Hopefully that day. Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, things are just, whatsoever things are pure. Lovely. Whatsoever things are good, of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace, what? Shall be conditional. He shall be with you if you think on these things things. Amen? Matthew 13 and 22. And this is, this year is going to be very important that you understand this. Because I get tired of preaching to folks that can't grow nothing. That's frustrating. It's frustrating for me, an elder, to have to meet with folks that have been sitting in here for years and none of the word could penetrate they can't grow nothing that's frustrating it means something is so messed up about their ground that truth can't take root they like the truth and they like being with the truth oh they can't wait on the videos and they'll watch the whole video and cry at the end (laughs) but can't depart from foolishness None of it can get inside. Can't seek in. Not a problem with that. I have a problem with that, but you know what? I got to deal with it. You know why I have to deal with it? Because Jesus had that problem. Same problem. Folks all around him, he would say one thing and they just depart. And Judas was with him the whole time. Wasn't receiving anything. This happened in heaven with God. Same thing. God? 
God had some miscreants, sons of God, couldn't act right. So you know if God and Jesus going to have them, they're going to be at ABC. It's frustrating. But I'm going to tell you what's encouraging. What's encouraging is seeing those of you men in here and women in here that your life, you're not even the same person you were when you came here. Because you took what was being preached. You planted it in the right ground. And now you are bearing fruit. Amen. Matthew 13 and 23 says, He also that receiveth seed among thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. Choke the word and he becomes what? Unfruitful. Ever been witnessing to somebody and every time you try to witness to them, all they bring up is what they don't have and what they got to get? That's the deceitfulness of riches. The word can't take root in that. Or the cares of this world, their problems are so great. How can your problems be too great for you to try Christ? But they just believe, I've gone too far, it's too bad, it's this, that, it's whatever. And so the word of God is choked out. It cannot take root. But Matthew 13 and 23 says, But he that receiveth seed in the good ground is he that heareth the word. Oh, this is important, this next one. And he does what? He does what? He understands the words that are coming out of my mouth, which also beareth fruit and bring forth some 60, 100, 100 fold, some 60, some 30. Preachers use this for money, and they don't have nothing to do with money. Give, and the Lord's going to bless you 100 fold. No, he's not. Well, that's not have nothing to do with money. This is talking about fruit in your home, in your marriage, in your life. Fruit. So he that hears the word and does what? Understands it. There are people in your life that can't understand the word. You got to quit wasting voice. They don't understand. They hear, but they don't understand. They bought into the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this world. You can't reach them with words. Because when they hear the word, they don't understand it. So if you don't understand it, you can't bear the fruit. So this year, we're going to get a good understanding here at ABC. When the word goes forth, we're going to understand it. We're going to take it. We're going to plant it. We're going to apply it. And we're going to grow some good fruit. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. 